0: everybody, uh, I'm Pastor Paul Jennings and this is my House of God podcast. Hogcast number 10, Is Church Membership Biblical? Welcome to today's Hogcast. When John Wesley founded the Methodist Church, he set up a system of fellowship that he called Societies, Classes and Bands. And these were basically similar to, I guess, what many people today would call small groups or home groups. And they were groups of believers committed to one another and committed to walking in holiness. And some people at the time objected because they said, well, there are no societies, classes or bands in the Bible. And his reply was basically that whilst there are no groups called societies, classes and bands, That in the Bible the principles embodied in these groups are present and that in fact uh, these, these groups are more biblical than what the established church was offering. So Often people have the same response I think to church membership so a better response would perhaps be what principles are embodied in church membership. And are they biblical? When an individual is saved, he becomes a member of the body of Christ, 1 Corinthians 12, 13 teaches, because he is united to Christ and the other members of the body in this way. uh, So so therefore he is qualified to become a member, which is a privilege, of a local expression of that body. Now, some have viewed the term local in a very literalistic sense as being the nearest church to your front door. But I've never understood this because because if a church is teaching error or practicing sin, you don't become part of it just because it's in walking distance from your house. Local uh, in this sense simply means a church that you are able to regularly attend you should choose a church that is closest to the new testament concept of a church not a building that is closest to your house so that might mean that you have to travel a little to become a member of a church is to formally commit not only to Christ but to an identifiable local body of believers who have joined together for specific divinely ordained purposes. These purposes include receiving instruction from God's Word, 1 Timothy 4 13, 2 Timothy 4 2, serving and edifying one another through the proper use of spiritual gifts romans 12 uh what is it three to eight and uh, first corinthians 12 4 to 31 and participating in the ordinances luke 22 19 acts 2 38 to 42 it is also to proclaim the gospel to those that are lost uh, matthew 28 18 to 20 so, in addition, when a person becomes a member of a local church, he submits himself or herself to the care and the authority of the biblically qualified leaders that God has placed in that assembly. I think it's important to point out this is something that the person does voluntarily. Um, if you don't trust the leaders or if you think they're not good leaders, then presumably you would look for a different church. Um but it is something that is done voluntarily in obedience to God's word. Uh, taking, taking the disciples' example, we see that they were constantly in fellowship with one another and that they, quote, left everything to be with Jesus and his followers. At the very least, this ought to mean prioritising fellowship, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, Hebrews 10.25, and uh, and as Paul says, but this I say, brethren, the time is short, it remaineth that both they that have wives be as though they had none, First Corinthians seven twenty nine, for the gospel's sake. So this uh, at the very least suggests a prioritisation of church fellowship. Now, when a group of believers has a meeting that is open to the general public, it is necessary to be aware that not everybody entering into that assembly will be regenerate. Some will be Christians. Some will be nominal religious people. Some will be what we might call um, truth seekers. And some will, will be open sinners just seeking companionship. Just you know something to do on a Sunday morning. And some will deliberately be. Uh, tares seeds of the devil now befriending and taking counsel from an unregenerate individual in this context can particularly for young christians be detrimental to that believer's walk with christ And not everyone seems to appreciate that the wheat grows up with the tares one of the solutions to this and other similar problems of uh, of defilement by the world is to implement a system of membership so what are the verses in the bible that we can apply to church membership Uh, daniel spratlin gives five points of evidence in the new testament that are only legitimate if local church membership is implemented number one the church is to discipline its members church membership is implied by the way the church is supposed to discipline its members consider the implication of matthew 18 15 to 17 where the church the ecclesia appears to be the final court of appeal in matters of church authority as it relates to membership moreover if thy brother shall trespass against thee go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone if he shall hear thee thou hast gain thy brother but if he will not hear thee then take With thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. and And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it to the church. But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen man and a publican. If there's no church membership, how can you define the group that will take up this sensitive and weighty matter, of exhorting the unrepentant person of finally rendering a judgement about his standing in the community. It is hard to believe that just anyone uh, who showed up claiming to be a Christian could be part of that gathering. Surely the church must be a definable group to handle such an important matter. Uh, You know who you mean when you say, take it to the church. Secondly, excommunication exists. Church membership is implied by the simple fact that excommunication even exists. Paul implies this in 1 Corinthians 5, 12 to 13, where he deals with the necessity of putting someone out of the church. He says, for what have I to do to judge them also that are without? Do not ye judge them that are within, but then that are without God judgeth. Therefore, put away from among yourselves that wicked person. There are two implications here. One is that there is uh, an in the church group and another an outside the church group. Being the church is definable. The other implications is that a person can be removed from being in the church. Such a formal removal would not be possible if there were no such thing as clear membership, who is an accountable part of this body and who is not. Thirdly, Christians are required to submit to their leaders. Church membership is implied in the biblical requirement of Christians to be submitted to a group of church leaders, elders or pastors. The point here is that without membership, who is it that the New Testament is referring to who must submit to a specific group of leaders? Some kind of expressed willingness or covenant or agreement or commitment, uh, that is membership, has to precede a person's submission to a group of leaders consider the way the new testament talks about the relationship of church of the church to its leaders obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief and that is unprofitable for you Hebrews 13 17 how is this leadership and this submission going to work if there is no membership defining who has made the commitment to be led and who has been chosen as leaders. If we downplay the importance of membership, it is difficult to see how we could take these commands to submit and to lead seriously and practically. Four, shepherds are required to care for their flock. Church membership is implied in the way that the New Testament requires elders to care for the flock in their charge. Of course, elders can extend their love to anyone and everyone, and should, within the limits of their ability. But the question is whether the Bible tells elders that they are to have a special responsibility and care for a certain group, a group of members. Consider Acts 20, 28, where Paul tells the elders how to care for their flock. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, to feed the church of God. Which he hath purchased with his own blood the verse does not say elders cannot visit unbelievers or those who are not yet members but it does make it clear that their first responsibility is to a particular flock how are they to know who their flock is who are we as elders and pastors responsible for for whom will give an account to god the way that peter speaks to the elders in 1 peter 5 is even more clear on this point verses 2 to 3 feed the flock of god which is among you taking the oversight thereof not by constraint but willingly not for filthy lucre but of a ready mind neither as being lords over god's heritage but being examples to the flock taking the oversight of implies that the elders knew whom they were responsible for this is just another way of talking about membership if a person does not want to be held accountable by a group of elders or by or be the special focus of the care of a group of elders they will resist the idea of membership and they will resist god's appointed way for them to live and be sustained in the faith and number 5 the metaphor of the body church membership is implied in the metaphor of the body 1 corinthians 12 12 to 31 the original meaning of the word member is a is a part of the body like a hand or a foot an eye an ear and that's the imagery behind the word member in the in the text verse 12 for as the body is one and hath many members and all the members of that body being many are one body so also is christ so the question this imagery raises for the local church that paul is describing in first corinthians 12 is who intends to be treated as a hand or foot or eye or ear of this body there is a unity and an organic relationship implied in the imagery of the body. There is something unnatural about a Christian attaching himself to a body of believers and not being a member of that body. So there's there's an expectation for all believers. And these five reasons and more, I believe, uh, membership, it clearly is a New Testament expectation for all believers. Each one of us should be a member of a local body of believers we should take responsibility to discipline those of the body who do not repent from public sin that brings reproach on the name of christ we should declare ourselves part of the body so that if we are wayward we ourselves would be liable to such exclusion we should take our position under the leadership and authority of a particular uh, group of elders or elder we should declare ourselves part of a group expect to be watched over and cared for by a particular uh, elder or group of elders and we should find our place in the organic whole as part as a body part a member of a local body of christ this is god's plan for us this is what's meant by uh, membership all of those aspects of membership are rooted in the truth that the local church is an expression of the universal church part of what it means to belong to the body of christ is to belong to a body so here are some other examples um, other reasons uh, for church membership number one jesus established the church to be a public earthly institution that would mark out affirm and oversee those who profess to believe in him jesus established the church to publicly declare those who belong to him In order to give the world a display of the good news about himself. Jesus wants the world to know who belongs to him and who doesn't and how is the world to know who belongs to him and who doesn't? They are to see which people publicly identify themselves with his people in the visible public institution he established for this very purpose. They are to look at the members of the church and if some claim to be part of the universal church even though they belong to no local church they reject jesus plan for them and his church jesus intends for his people to be marked out as a visible public group which means joining together in local churches secondly scripture repeatedly commands christians to submit to their leaders first thessalonians 5 12 to 13. the only way to do that is by publicly committing to be members of their flock and saying in effect i commit to listening to your teaching following your direction and submitting to your leadership there's no way to obey the scriptural commands to submit to your leaders if you never actually submit to them by joining the local church my own conclusions are as follows membership is biblical if it's a means of establishing biblical fellowship that preserves biblical principles such as church discipline mutual support the commitment of leadership the metaphor of the body being of one mind and one soul and being a local expression of the church universal so that's it uh much to think about there um, maybe you you have membership at your church and you've resisted it up to now but uh maybe now that's made you think that maybe hey uh perhaps i should become a member Or maybe you need to look at what the membership of your church involves Or maybe you don't have any membership of your church and you wish that you could go to a church where there is There is membership. These are all things for you to consider Um, Just like to say uh, take a look at our Other podcasts that we have available to you. You can also check out our YouTube channel Stockport Evangelical Church Lots of sermons and Bible studies on there Uh, You can visit our uh, Instagram page, and uh, you can also like our Facebook page. Uh, you can go to our website, which is stopfordevangelical.co.uk, for more information about the church uh, that I am part of. And hey, you can even pay us a visit in person. We meet every Sunday at ten thirty a.m. at Saint Andrew's Hall on Hall Street, Stockport SK one four DA. Uh, Until then, uh, thanks for listening uh, and God bless you all.